On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Japan can figure out something Andrew Garfield never could, if the funniest character of the year is Deke, again, and what was voted most 90s thing on the second season of X-Men the Animated Series. All that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet where that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host of this episode, and it is, it's an honor to be the host of this episode because we are in uncharted territory. This one is a show for the history books. It's unlike any other. Um, it's such a big episode because for the first time in probably all of history since the beginning of Man, there was no comic book TV shows. We're out in the Wild West right now. Um, I got to get on some other friends who <laughs> have experienced this. They've been in the business for, I, I think, since the beginning of Man as well. Um, Ryan, has this ever happened to you in all of your years? What do we do with this episode? Thank you, Cassie. I'm out here with the people in the rain, and we're all shocked to see that there are no superhero TV shows this week. Not a single one. And did you confirm every single person standing in the rain? Also, it's not raining. So, like, did you bring the rain with you? I bring the rain. (laughs) Sir, 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 what is your name? Hi, yeah, I'm Leonidas. Leonidas. That's not your real name, but that's fine. We'll keep it. We'll keep your real name a secret. No, you're going to do one of those blurry things, right? Yeah. I don't want anybody to know I'm out here. So, obviously, Um, you are having an affair and cheating um, on your wife. Yeah, and normally, like, the cover's like, well, you know, baby, I can't be around Monday night or most of Tuesday night or Interesting, thank you. Because uh, there's comic book TV shows, but this week, there's none. Sir, did you know that there was no comic book TV shows this week? Thank no, you, and uh, back to you, Cassie. <laughs> All right, thank you, Ryan, for reporting from the field. Really putting your body out there and putting it in the rain. I appreciate it. Uh, we do have Mike in studio. Hello. How's it going, Mike? It's nice not being in the rain. That guy sounded handsome Ryan was talking to, though, right? <laughs> he, sounded, he sounded all right. He is a cheater, though, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's sexy. It's dangerous. <laughs> what kind of VD he's going to give everybody he truly loves? I'm sorry, Cassie, to interrupt, but we're here with one more person. Sir, what do you think about there being no comic book TV shows? <laughs> okay, okay, thank you. Back to you, Cassie. Ryan, Ryan, you got to get that one's autograph. That one's a huge star. Was that it? That was a suicide, I think. <laughs> they couldn't take it anymore. They couldn't take that there was no comic book shows. Bro, wait two weeks. It's going to be okay. Um, Watch The Mandalorian and lie to yourself. <laughs> Say it is a comic book TV show. We're all full of jokes about The Mandalorian here. Love making that joke. Um, I got my only one true friend here, I guess, and that's Caitlin from The Unnatural 20s. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> no, so not you. Leonidas, it. actually. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Hi, it's Caitlin. <laughs> What's up, Caitlin? You know, Japanese or uh, a lot of cool things. <laughs> like how many cool things would you say? Uh, probably two cool things. Could you name two cool things? Uh, one cool thing would be ice cubes. Another cool thing would be me. I'm the coolest. Nice, Ryan. Back in the field, can Leonidas report uh, two cool things? I, I've 
Cassie, you're asking me to go find someone who I told to fuck <laughs> off, but yeah, I'll run him down. You, you can Leonidas, are you there? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, fuck you. I'm going to deck you out. I'm sorry, you said you're going to deck me out. I'm going to deck you right out. If I asked you uh, for two cool things, would you say one is you hitting me and then me then me hitting the floor? Yeah, that, that, that sounds actually pretty much cooler than what I would say. So yeah, let's go with that. And back to you, Cassie. <laughs> Uh, I think you might want to be, you guys might be becoming friends. It seems like a real friendship. Um, not that you couldn't tell from this intro, but we do have a lot to talk about in this episode because we're going to be covering four episodes of the Japanese Spider-Man. And also, you know, we're going to be talking about X has, but before uh, we get to that, let's start with Spider-Man. Way back on Thanksgiving of last year, the superhero show show episode that celebrated the final episode of Hellstrom also featured a discussion about the first episode of a Disney Plus show called Marvel 616. The best episode and most notorious one of that season told the story of how a Japanese production company called Toei got the rights to Marvel characters and decided their first show would be based on Spider-Man. The show would become one of the most influential children's programming of all time as it gave birth to an infamously huge genre which is when our superheroes get into too much trouble because their villain got big, the heroes will transform into a giant robot and fight them. The genre didn't take over American daytime TV until the mid-90s, but when it did, it was everywhere. It remained a sensation in Japan, however, and made Spider-Man one of the few popular heroes not originated in Japan. For proof of that, a movie called Detective Conan beat Avengers Endgame in theaters in 2019. The show tells the story of Takuya Yasha Yamashiro, a cocky motorcycle rider who is kind of a selfish prick until his dad dies in his arms. Sound familiar? Yes. It's like Peter Parker. Yeah. Your story. Oh, Peter Parker. <laughs> this time, however, Takuya gets his powers from Garia, a soldier from Planet Spider whose home was destroyed by Professor Monster, so he fled to Earth filled with spider venom to find the OTH. But before we get there, we meet our four main characters. Takuya, his girlfriend Hitomi, his sister Shinko, and his younger brother. Something. Taste buds, <laughs> let's start off with this. What do we think about this little family? <laughs> it, it does seem like the dad probably wasn't that involved anyway with how yeah. it, the, the, the brother and sister are obviously parents to the little, the seven-year-old. Also, they just do, like, he just works on his motorcycle in the house. Yeah! Like, they're yeah. very never, dangerous. There was never a dad there. Like, they just, it's a lawless land in that house. Not just works on it, but he's like, hey, seven-year-old brother, uh, rev this up as much as possible <laughs> so exhaust fills our kitchen that's in a laboratory. Please hey, do that. It's a cheap way to get high. <laughs> Look, when you're an astro-archaeologist, you don't have time to take care of your three fucking kids. And he, yeah. But it, I guess you also raise a frick asshole kid who's like, I just want to ride my. No, I guess that's a, that's where he should no. be. That that is exactly a, it, it's like surprising that the other two seem so normal and down to earth. Yeah, they seem like the rest seem like two very good kids. Like the other kid is like charming, the youngest one, and then the, the oldest girl just has it together, and he gets to do whatever the hell he wants. But it is also why, even though I'm assuming he's like seventeen, eighteen, that his. He has a living girlfriend. Uh, Hitomi is always there. Cassie, uh, I'm sorry, Caitlin. Cassie just said that she thought that the little kid was charming. I'm going to ask you, is this kid necessary? Did you wish he died immediately? Um, 
I'm gonna say 100% yes because I would he I would forget he was there and then all of a sudden there's a child on the screen I was like who the fuck are you who else is gonna check if brother's awake sleeping or dead like he's needed he's vital (laughs) yeah it'd be weird if a different character walked in on him so he had a spider-man climb on the ceiling (laughs) it it would so uh Takuyu says uh fuck all y'all I'm gonna go ride my bike and he does and it's got uh, a cute little spider-man face on the front um, don't know if you guys noticed that Easter egg, but all of a sudden they are then researching, um, whatever the doctor's looking for. And the doctor does die. Takuya gets there too late. He dies in his arms. Uh, Uncle Ben style, the Marvel character, not the rice. And then <laughs> Takuya sees dinosaur footprints and then the duck men yeah. come out. <laughs> oh man. The duckies are horrifying. This is legit. Oh. You could make a, a horror v- a horror movie version of Japanese Spider-Man with these things. Describe them to me, Mike. Slowly. They are, they, they are uh, skin-tight gray suits, which I don't think they wear clothes, so they just have flawless gray, seamless skin, and bright orange bills and like giant eyes. The putties from Power Rangers are clearly just want to be the duckies. Mm-hmm. Are you- and they make the same sound. The, the duckies go... <laughs> <laughs> That, Cassie and Caitlin, are you guys too young for any of the stuff that ripped off this Japanese? Like, are you? Did you guys watch any of those shows? Like Power Rangers, and- like Power Rangers, Power Rangers, VR Troopers, the Knights of Tirnanog, uh, Transformers. No, <laughs> okay. maybe Get out of here. I mean, the but it wasn't live action in that. That's that true. Way. That's true. Oh, we watched Power Rangers for sure, but mm-hmm. uh, not the other ones. But we we were we were pro- Power Ranger age. Okay, so um, does the uh, let's explain the like do the is there you know show that is filled with backstory about so many characters? Is there any explanation for who the duckies are or where they come from? No, not a one. Or the dinosaur man that apparently is the one who killed his dad. Like he starts off like palm sized, like he's in uh, Amazonas's I don't how do you say her name Amazonas's hand, and then takes off and gets big and then gets bigger. I mean, I was thinking, like, that's not that... Even if he doesn't get spider powers, he could probably knock out that three-inch motherfucker. Like, that's not a big deal. (laughs) You could step on that. He looks like a straight weeble. So, so, Takuya fighting the uh, the duckies, he falls in a cave and he meets Garia. And Cassie, what happens here? Um, I, this is when we find out, like, he, he's the only person on Earth that he can telepathically talk to, and he's been stuck in this cave, getting bit by spiders, and at some point, um, homie almost dies, our speed devil, and, uh, he got, he has to get, uh, the spider extract in order to live and become Spider-Man. At one of, one of the telepathic messages he gets is, hurry up and become Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> do it already <laughs> and this is i think this is the first difference between peter and takuya that i want to go over is that peter is always under pressure but it's almost self-created pressure right like he's mm-hmm. the one who's always like i have to do better i have to live up to you know what i think my family wants even though they don't want shit from you like loser no. uh takuya <laughs> constantly has people from other planets and family members like takuya will just be reading the newspaper and that shitty little kid will come up and be like why aren't you at your job you little bitch <laughs> Everyone See, is given responsible. A, there, there's a there's a t- there's a part where the girlfriend is on the back of the motorcycle and she's like, "Man, you drive slow. Is it because you're sad? You're, you it was your fault yeah. that your dad died." <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> okay, honestly, the girlfriend is my favorite. Like <laughs> she, I 
I love thinking of Peter that it's obviously they're like, well, let's p- split parts of Peter into two different characters. The Spider-Man part and the fucked up and it's his reason in a, an adult relative died. That's in Takuya. And Hitomi is uh, a good person and a photographer. Like <laughs> anything that's good in Peter Parker is now in her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Takuya, you know, takes the bait. He's like, all right, fine. I'll be Spider-Man. Um, and then shoots his costume out. In some of the greatest specs I've ever seen. Uh, and then we get uh, this demonstration of four or five powers. Caitlin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to pick your favorite. Um, we've got the string. We've got the net. We've got the costume. We've got the spidey sense across the city. Which one worked the best for you? Uh, the, spider, the spider net was my absolute favorite. It just... The constant... Um, uh, the, the There's just so many spider nets inside his little spider gun <laughs> that he has. It's a very small gun that also keeps his little outfit in there and everything and the fact that he has so many nets to just get all these putty boys or duckies it's very good i love the spider net i like putty boys putty Putty boys it is like full-on fishing nets every time Mm -hmm. it can wrap up multiple men and yeah it's always like he's above them and then he's like spider net and then it cuts to them on the ground and then just in a dog pile yeah and then (laughs) nets fall on them the, the net must be crazy heavy. We can't tell because it's like an alien material, so it looks like. Of to course, us, but. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite is the first time he puts on the outfit and looks surprised. He goes through so many like, is this a Spider-Man pose? No, is this a Spider-Man <laughs> yes. pose? No, he he really feels it out. Oh, like you wouldn't do that exact same thing. Uh, and I- but he had go-to ones. Like he had a couple he was waiting for. He was like, I I I knew what exactly what to do. And I just like, that- sorry, go ahead, Caitlin. Oh, I just love that the suit zips itself up and you get to watch yeah. the zipper every single time. It's a too thick zipper. Oh, it's my favorite. We also see the Spidey Sense, which is uh, Garia is... Is it that how you say it? Does it rhyme with Daria? I think I, so. I think it was Garia. Oh, otherwise, it's Garia, and that's too close to <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, he's like, well, use your Spidey Sense. And Takagi's like, what the fuck? And then he looks across the city and he sees spider webs in the sky. And he's like, oh, I got it. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, clearly Spider Sense. Sure. Okay. So we go and we fight. And now three-inch guy is six-foot guy. And this is where the fight ends, right? The two of them just punch each other a little bit and then really? roll credits. Mm-mm, mm-mm, never. You got to bring in another friend. I've seen so many superhero shows. And it... The, the hero meets the villain at the end. They are the same height, and they fight. Like, that is how things are supposed to work. <laughs> it should be. But sometimes that villain can grow triple the size, and then you got to bring in another big boy to match that size, because then it's unfair. So that's when we get our good friend Marveler. And you know what? you got to call him on his little bracelet, and he comes down from space. Or he breaks a mountain. He's already yeah. back from space. Now he's breaking a mountain every time. I could just, Garia's like inside of the cave and he's like, Marvelous, come here. And Marvelous just crashes <laughs> into the mountain. I just imagine Garia being like, I mean, there's got to be a lot of ways to do that. Like, <laughs> you, can, you can transform into almost a human being. So I didn't like, mean directly. Wants... <laughs> so, Mike, uh, the bad guy, uh, not to correct uh-huh. Cassie's math, but I'm going to say it's much closer to like 100 times the size than three times the size. Uh, <laughs> I would say three. What happens? Uh, they they fight and then he first he tries in his car doesn't he has his car missiles mm-hmm. and he's like how many vehicles can can Marvel give me and so the car missiles do not work which I think you're fucked if missiles aren't taking a thing and he's like I know it'll work a big ass sword so he says Marveler come here and then change Leah pardon because uh, even <laughs> yeah. though Marveler looks like a lion 
it's Le- Leopod, and which means a lion's head is the big robot that does not look like a lion at all. Uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around that still, but then he he then he has a sword and kicks the monster's butt. Mm-hmm. Throws the sword. It's a throwing. Throws sword. the sword. I'm sorry. It's your classic throwing <laughs> sword, which I believe originated <laughs> in New Zealand. And I do like I like to point out all the times I make noises, even though I saw the Marvel Six One Six episode when that. I mean, it got old the fourth time I saw it this week, but when that first sword hits the first monster and it explodes, I said goo out loud. Goo! Because <laughs> that's what you expected would pop out of the monster? Yes, goo. And then Spider-Man gets back in his car and just drives home over some <laughs> over some very like slow, sad credits <laughs> that are like, you know... These credits! You're, you're the future of the country, though you were born in hell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> driving over the hole where your father is or something. So many references to him being from hell. And yeah. I don't know where this came from, but it's my favorite. And I think that's another Spider-Man. big difference. I think that's another big difference between this one and the Marvel one is Marvel. the Marvel one is not scary. And mm-hmm. this one yeah. is supposed to be scary, like from hell. From hell. Spider-Man. <laughs> And then that takes us to the second episode where in the second episode titled Mysterious World, The Man Who Follows His Fate, Spider-Man recounts yeah. slash confesses his Spider-Man origin story as well as the fate of Planet Spider to Jesus. After his confession, <laughs> he goes to save the town from a floating brain that has been targeting trains, which he does with the help of his good buddy, Marveler. Train um, brain. When, train brain. When it starts off, though, we get a wake-up call. I don't know if we mentioned, Garia did turn into a spider in the previous episode. Yes. We did overlook that again his now his like guider is a spider and he is giving him a wake up spider guider guider spider (laughs) (laughs) and now this is a live spider in this (laughs) whole episode we do have a live spider tied on a string and yeah no i noticed that (laughs) i think that's a weird way to put it cassie i noticed that gary is such a powerful spider his string comes from the middle of his body and not (laughs) from the back yeah Yeah, there it's really creepy every time he gets a a little wake-up call but he does. He tells him he he's cryptid about it. It seems like he does know what it is, but he's like, hey, you just got to go. And a homie sleeps it off. And then when he wakes up in the morning, they see that there was a train that was blown over, which they believe was from the high winds. Swink, wink. But of course, um, it never is because we find out. Is that when we go to immediately? His girlfriend does all the heavy like digging into because as yeah. a photographer, she does I don't know reporting work as well. <laughs> and uh, they eventually find like a passenger who saw that it was a brain, uh, just a floating brain. Yeah, it's basically like a beholder, right? From Dungeons and Dragons, just a floating evil brain that'll knock your ass out. Yeah. But, like, they do, like, there was, like, one passenger who saw it, and there were, obviously, nobody believed this guy, because it's a floating brain, so you can't believe that. And and then, I I really missed, one, one of you please inform me, because there's the floating brain, and then suddenly there's, like, this weird, clawed, greenhead monster. Did the brain become him, or are there separate monsters in the same episode? That's, it seems like they, the brain belonged to that one because it, it did like say it needed, yeah it needed to like dock to him or whatever later on okay which is but scarier because that that means that first monster was running around brainless yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> just uh, taking a dues just taking a little nap 
Uh, but we do have, we can't have just a big brain because that's not enough bad guys. We, of course, have to get our little duckies back in this. So eventually, <laughs> we do have a big fight with um, both the Iron Cross Army, which is our duckies, and this reunited brain with this <laughs> monstrous being that is now connected. And so, yeah, but- did I mean, did this guy, this, uh, Caitlin, let's go to you. Did this one deliver different things that the first episode did not? I was surprised because it, it was like a retelling of the first episode because you got a lot of flashbacks to that first episode. So if you missed the first one, you got full um, real live action spider um, like action. You figured out who Daria was. Yes, it is that spider right there on a string. And then, <laughs> I mean, the ending was like exactly the same as the first one. Like there was well, a big bad. Yeah. Spider-Man got him. Don't the, lose the, Spider-Man. The car got hit. The car, we didn't know if the car was going to make it up to the spaceship. Right. Because the car got hit mm-hmm. with like missiles. And so that, I think that was the big change from this episode and the last episode. Yeah, there was that. And then uh, I, there was also, before it connected, we did get to see him uh, like spike the brain. Like he jumped oh, it, like yes! a cat attacking a yarn ball and then throw it against a rock. So we did get a little <laughs> bit more preamble with this one. But it did ultimately, it took Marveler. Uh, coming and throwing the sword of valor through him as he always does it's his go-to finishing move did this why don't you start with that <laughs> did this backstory <laughs> in this episode of garia make the first episode's backstory just seem like normal ass stuff like we went through all of planet spider and professor monster there was this shit got crazy 400 years he's been hiding in this cave waiting mm-hmm. for the right person that's yeah. such a long time because in the first episode, I was like, "Why do the why? How does Professor Monster know about the Astro Archaeologist? Because they they instantly knew, but they've both been hanging out here for four hundred years. So I guess that why aren't they rulers of Earth at this point? Yeah, it, there was a lot. Like I appreciated the catch up because the first episode is so they're throwing so much at you. So I was like, "Thank you for this." And then we were getting all Planet Spiders as well, and realized that it was twenty years for him, even though it was four hundred. So yes. you know how that works. I do love how the show. Directly points out, though, Cassie, as you mentioned, um, there's another story where somebody sat around on the cl- in the clouds waiting 400 years for a different one true hero, and his name was Jesus. And Takuya, <laughs> you're Jesus. This is just a repeat of the Jesus Christ story. It was they kept putting like Garia's face over Jesus every time he kept looking at him in the church. And I was like, they're trying to say something here, but it's going over my head. Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and the bad guys are the Iron Cross, which I guess is different than a wood cross. But also Iron Cross is a direct reference to Nazis, right? The Nazis, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Professor Monster obviously did some time with the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> with that eye, eye socket thing? Well, for sure. I don't know uh, about that, like like maybe he wasn't a full Nazi, but definitely hung out with them, got drunk, smoked weed. Yeah, he's like, look, I don't agree with everything they do, but they're cool to me. So what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Wag my finger at them. The uh, the other big thing that happened in this episode is Garia is officially dead. He st- spent a good like I don't know a day as a spider, and that was all he had in him. So now he Spider Man is on his own. It is up to him to carry on this. Um, battle for vengeance essentially and if i was spider-man i would say fuck yes like these spiders always talking to me that sucked bro (laughs) yes waking up in the middle of the night always there's spiders in the house everywhere Uh, trying to get with your cute photographer girlfriend and the spider's just like what are you doing become (laughs) spider-man already you must be spider-man 
All right, that is it for the second episode. We're going to take a quick break before we um, go into covering the third and fourth episode, and we're going to take that break by going to some shushies. We are back. It is not time for Spider-Man yet. I said we were taking a break from that. It is time for shushies instead. Uh, (laughs) No, no, it is shushy time. Don't let the drop fool you. Um, We are giving away a big award today. Everyone's favorite, I would say. Um, Today we're going to see who is the funniest character. Uh, Ryan in past histories, I believe, has Deke won this essentially always or just the last time? Cassie, I'm out here at Deke's house. (laughs) Yeah, I do believe that he is typically taking this down. Deke has won an inordinate amount of (laughs) shifties. Like, you would be shocked. Only we appreciate him. Only we do. (laughs) The rest of the world does not. Uh, I'm looking up who won last year right now. Give me Uh, one sec. Probably Cisco eight years in a row. That guy's hilarious. (laughs) So good. This timing you can tell because he says things very funny, and it's always about a nerdy movie. A little-known nerdy movie that you might not know of, like A New Hope. <laughs> Actually, uh, last year's winner was, of course, Nate Haywood from Legends of Tomorrow. Strong. Strong indeed. Um, we got to see who will win this year, though. Caitlin, I believe we interested you with this with these nominations. Yes, you give me uh, the big envelope, and before I go and dig my little hands into the big envelope, I, I do see here... <laughs> Some people that are not nominated mm-hmm. uh, on this little postcard. Uh, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you know who is not nominated. Um, Ryan, you bullshit! <laughs> I should have been nominated. <laughs> you Be funnier not- next year. Yeah. Maybe tell a joke sometime. <laughs> oh, I was making a joke. Cassie got hurtful. <laughs> he can't save you. Oh. Uh, there is a guy who was a previous winner uh, and is not nominated this year. Guys, not name it, not nominated. It's going to be Nate Haywood from Legends of Tomorrow. This is uh, this has been kind of a rough year, I guess. This is bullshit he's- because of how handsome he is. Yeah, he's so <laughs> he's so hot. He's funny, but he was mostly pining after Zari, so he he didn't like crack it up in the last year a lot of sad stuff I, th- I think that if we had like a most genuine character he would still get it his little speech <laughs> at the end of the western episode where mm-hmm. he was like guys i'm tired of fighting that's my nate haywood it's, it's spot on <laughs> just like a goofy i would say uh the last year is when we got the cisco episode right where he like essentially yes. danced with cisco so i cisco mean fr- thong song cisco not flash cisco yes yeah. very the good cisco the good one so i mean obviously he would have won last season and they didn't they he peaked then so it's gonna be hard to top that also not nominated it's gonna be a big upset guys it's deke what the fucking shit <laughs> how much zima does one man have to pine for to not <laughs> oh man I'm so sorry for your loss, Mike. I'm so sorry. This is Cassie's fault. Oh, you can tell. Listen to her voice. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry, Mike. You're apologizing the same way my dad did every time he didn't pick me up for fishing on the weekend when he said he would. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Every time your dad said to you, when the angels win the pennant. No. (laughs) And then I went, I don't know what that means. And he went, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, But like, I would say like Nate Haywood. It may be time to move on from Deke, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, Cassie clearly thinks so, but maybe some <laughs> the, of the others do. Do you think we hit do. 
We hit peak deek. I think we hit peak deek. <laughs> no deek this time. But also not nominated. Guys, it's Darcy Bloom. Not nominated. What? How? Yeah. Who is this? I was this? very surprised by. What the? Not she's the best. Darcy Bloom. Oh, Listen. that's uh, Wetterland. Alice Wetterland from. Yes. Okay. Yeah, from she... what show? Resident Alien. Oh. Resident Alien. Yeah. They, they keep killing the voice of the listeners. What the <laughs> show? <laughs> from Resident Alien. Oh, she's man. She's the best character. Well, one of the best characters of that show. She is genuinely funny. She's like, we, listen, you know I love a fucked up character. How does the world not love this fucked up character and how funny she could, is? Could we have had a theme where all of our Resident Alien votes got way too spread out? I think, yeah, it's like, because every character on that show is funny. Like, I know I voted for the that. mayor really hard. Yeah, you love them. Every time he came on screen, just started pointing and laughing. <laughs> but it didn't seem like the way the show wanted you to laugh at him. It felt mean. <laughs> felt a little targeted. Okay, guys, I think it's time for me to open up this envelope and find out who is actually nominated. Okay, so... Hold on, hold on, hold up. Yeah. You opened up an envelope and it told you who was not nominated in, oh, no. on top of a new now envelope. Now she has a second no, envelope, another, no, yes. I, I got a And postcard. then there's a third envelope with the winner. The board yeah. works in a series of envelopes. They know a guy. <laughs> They're really spending a lot of money on these envelopes. They were all mailed to me, too. It was crazy. Uh, but nominated, first is going to be from WandaVision. It's Agnes or Agatha. Okay, yeah, that, was she that funny? Yeah, is, is this... She had a song. She had a song. The song was great. It, it's kind of like her mannerisms were funnier. I mean, it's hard not to laugh and like, Ralph! And the the more and more unhinged Ralph calls throughout the show. That is true. And I can, I can see this getting a lot of upvotes as if, like, Reddit speak, because yeah. we're so, like, this show, Pop Filter in general, she's a Pop Filter Hall of Famer. Just her as an actress right. delights us to, to, like, no end that, like, whatever she does, we're smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it does make sense. She's like a cackling villain. I laughed. I laughed when she laughed. <laughs> well, uh, you're also a cackling villain. That's right. All right. So also nominated from Resident Alien, it's Harry Van Schwinkel. Is that how you say that? <laughs> Harry? Van Der Schwinkel? It's, it's Harry. Yeah. Harry. Okay. <laughs> uh, I believe another pop filter hall another of fame. Another pop filter hall of fame. What a stacked class. Uh, and yeah, he, he can do no wrong. Everything Alan Tudyk does makes us laugh and chortle. And this was like, it's Alan Tudyk. I could see a lot of other actors like saying, I sort of have to be the straight man. Like it's sort mm-hmm. of, you know, it's really downplayed. It's really subtle. Um, there's no like outburst. He's always just like, what? That's weird. I'm an alien and that's different than my culture. But his faces, his tones, the way that he'll say one word weird, like mm-hmm. this is a slammy D to me. Yeah. He 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 elevated the the role in the writing for sure. And his, he was surprisingly good at physical comedy, too. Like, his little flashback of trying to figure out how to work his body the whole time. Yeah. So good. So, yeah. so good. He also has this particular kind of scream where somebody <laughs> does something, and he's like, no, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> anyway, sorry. Sorry, Caitlin. <laughs> All right. I thought uh, it was going to be the goofy scream. I thought he was setting it up. Spider-Man. <laughs> 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 Got it. All right, also nominated from Modoc, it's Melissa Tarleton, which I'm, I, that's Melissa, that's the daughter, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the daughter. 
the saving this, grace of this show. The best, like, you gotta love a diabolical teenager who is there to just tear people down. She's the best the way, one. The way that the way that Lou came on strong towards the end of the season, I thought that yeah. might be the nominee from Modoc. But mm-hmm. no, Melissa was always there to prove that teenage mean girls and supervillains are exactly the same. (laughs) And she's, Lou Lou was thirsty, you know? Uh, She was the quiet cool the whole time, just like Amy is on Brooklyn Nine-Nine is very quietly funny throughout the show. I've been trying to figure out a way to tell you this, Mike. Ben Schwartz is thirsty, bro. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) No, because he calls me like 10 times a day, so saying he's not thirsty. There you go. All right, well, also nominated from Loki, it's Mobius. This, why was this not Miss Minutes? God damn it. When will Miss Minutes get her due? You thought she was the funniest? If we have scariest characters, she's got to take this down. Yeah. If we have an award called Scariest Clock, can she win? <laughs> For sure. No, I think there's a reference to a zombie clock I've heard of lately. Mm, that is spookier. That is scarier than her. Yeah. Would she win most hands? Oh, uh, yeah. She might yeah, win yeah. most yeah, hands. Yeah, 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 Unless you got like Grievous in here, but I don't think so. <laughs> or... Uh, can- Character that's most by the numbers. Uh, I think that um, Owen Wilson is in the same camp as Catherine Hahn. First of all, Owen Wilson, future pop culture Hall of Famer. But oh, also, yeah. even even if you're not cracking like actual punchlines and making us guffaw the entire time, mm. you're so goddamn delightful. Yeah, it's yeah. just like everything wow, he says. I just want more especially of you. the first like two episodes of him bouncing off of Hiddleston, like the more exasperated Loki, and him being very quiet and calm and making fun of him that way. It's good stuff. And there's a natural comedy to just when you realize it is Owen Wilson that is back on your screen again in a Marvel movie. Like every once in a while, you realize like there he is, and that in itself is pretty funny. <laughs> the Wilson. I watched. Man. I watched Wedding Crashers the other night. It's just, I just love that guy. <laughs> not, not a great movie, but I could just watch him all day. Even I'll, I'll, I'll even watch Shanghai the Shanghai Noon sequel. <laughs> Shanghai Nights. Shanghai Put yeah. some respect on its name. <laughs> I thought it was Shanghai Toon. Would they turn into cartoons? Yeah. Caitlin, when Mike's talks, just go. Just do the next <laughs> All right. <laughs> you just cut them and off. And your last nominee from Winona Earp, it's Winona Earp. Here we go. Final season. She's the best character Legacy. In, in superhero show show history. This is the winner. This is what I'm banking on. She is we'll a disaster. See but like compared to a microphone master <laughs> my love darcy do you think do you think she's funnier than my d- girl darcy who got snubbed uh, who is not even nominated yes obviously yeah. because the numbers <laughs> yeah. would say she's I fuck do off. fuck off everybody's wrong <laughs> darcy's great but she wishes she could be winona earp yeah no winona earp is a well-written well-rounded darcy uh may i remind you opening the pickup Ouch. truck and having winona earp roll out of it that's something yes, that, that only yeah. Bellini Scarfrano can do. Scarfino, yeah. She, she's a good uh, physical com- com- comedian. Two ends. Guys, okay, I think it's time. I must open my final envelope. That's the third one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to do it. Wait, Caitlin, it- run them down real quick. Okay. What were our, the five? Our final nominees were Agatha, Agath- Agnes slash Agatha. <laughs> Harry from Resident Evil, Melissa from Modoc, and Mobius from Loki, and lastly Winona Earp from Winona Earp. <laughs> Winona, it's a good class. So your winner now, opening up this envelope. Whoa, whoa, guys! It's Agnes Agatha from Wandavision. I'm so sorry. Couldn't be Winona, you guys. I'm so sorry. Pop filter Hall of Famer. No, it's it makes sense. She's great. 
this is the, the actress. This is the last season of WandaVision too. So legacy. Legacy. All right. It's a different legacy. We have our official funniest character. It is not Deke. We have replaced it with Agatha. Caitlin, thank you for your help with that. It is time. It's always going to be Deke in my heart. <laughs> Deke number one in our hearts. Last in the voting. Uh, coming up next, more Spider-Man. Now the drop is correct. We are back for more Spider-Man. Starting it off, episode three. The Iron Cross Army abducts well-known burglar Phantom Thief 001 in hopes of grooming him into another Spider-Man. But the true emissary of hell has to stop the imposter before he wreaks havoc on the innocent. Taste buds ask you this. What was the purpose of having Phantom 001 be a whining, crying mess? I thought it was a, I thought it was a fake out. I thought he was going to be like, meh, meh, fight by me, and then just punch everyone. But instead, he just he's just that guy. Every time he had to talk to somebody for more than three seconds, he just started bawling. Yeah, he had a lot of emotions. Also, I don't understand why he was named uh, Phantom Thief 001, as if they were planning, like they knew there was going to be a legacy for him of hundreds well, of thieves. I had the same question, Cassie, until I figured out what Mike, how Mike just read it. I, when Mike said 001, I think it's supposed to be a James Bond parody. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. All he's, right. he's six better than James Bond. But then, or, or six like, worse. <laughs> but James worse. Bond like never cries. So did they go, is this the sensitive version? There's no crying in spy games. There's no crying in spy games. But yeah, we, we, we get... I think this guy becomes uh, Spider-Man's, like, James Gordon. We we meet this detective who's after a phantom thief and finally catches him. And then Hitomi, like, talks him into... He's just like, hey, let me take pictures. Because if you get him, you'll be a hero and the country will love you. Yeah. Oh, and if you don't get him, you're a lazy fucking piece of shit that I hate. (laughs) You're basically the welfare state. You basically haven't done anything with your career. But before they meet, the duckies show up, and it's the first time they've not fought Spider-Man. They break Phantom 001 out of the car with the help of a hypnotic fly, and he <laughs> shoots it out in the car. Well, this slow car wreck do you mean bright eye fly? people up. Bright eye fly? Yeah. <laughs> Who just like spotlights people, and then they spin the car out and get really... There's, there was a lot of blood and head galls. <laughs> A little hand bandage, head gauze, everything. I'm confused as to his powers because at some point, like, I don't know if a certain flash is the brainwashing flash or and then just like a bright light. I don't know. Well, I'm, I think I'm it's confused on his powers. Because, yeah, the fly and Professor Monster's girl, uh, Amazonas, break, break Phantom Thief down because I think it's when he's flashing. He's like, normally he's flashing people from like across a building or far away, and that's mm-hmm. just like distracting. But. He is like 10 inches away from Phantom Thief's face and he's just flashing it and the girl's like whispering stuff and the guy just balls, which would be more emotional and impactful if we already hadn't met him crying. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't even know if Brad Eye Fly was doing anything. Also, I love his... 001 is, you know, just crying the whole time. Brad Eye Fly has the opposite amount of confidence where he'll turn the eyes on and then he'll point at the uh-huh. eyes and be like, what do you think? Is this working? You know it is. I'm getting you. I'm getting you right now. Why don't you it hurts you so much? Why don't you fucking fold into this dream sequence, my friend? <laughs> did did uh, ha- Hotomi having a completely separate like she didn't know that Spider Man was also after all this stuff, right? She was just doing her own thing. Do we, do we think the show's trying to care about other people than they're just the lead here? 
That's is what really sh- got me confused is does Hitomi know that um, he is Spider-Man? Because she's like feeding them information like she knows he's Spider-Man. It it was weird because sometimes it seemed like she would know because she would feed him info like you said, Caitlin. But other times she was just like, but what's Spider-Man going to do? And it's like, wait. You just think like your speed racer boyfriend should also know this shit? I know. It's hard because on one hand, maybe it's saying that Hatomi is smarter than you think. And on the other hand, the writers are like, I'm sorry, you're going to give us 22 minutes to tell the entire story <laughs> of Phantom Thief 001 and Bright Eye Fly and Takuya the Spider-Man and Professor Monster and the amazon That's uh, all right. So we'll just have Hatomi say, hey, just so you know, this is going on. Right. She just yells out headlines that haven't made it print to print yet. And the little boy does it at a certain point. I forget what episode, but he runs in and went, this is what's happening across town. It's like, where does a seven-year-old in the 70s get his fucking information? And then Takuya is like, I don't care. Wait, across town? And then... <laughs> well, that's his spider sense only works. It's not like Peter Parker's where he's like, I'm in danger. He's farsighted. Uh, Takuya's is like, there's something weird with the Iron Cross army across town. Uh, well, I do think one of the best fight scenes we've seen uh, in this run of shows, uh, the duckies and Spider-Man fight. They're just suddenly in an amusement park and they use those roller coasters <laughs> and carousels. Yes. Which uh, fans of California Adventure will definitely recognize Goofy's Flight School. That was yes. the main one. That one that like went around the track really quickly. Yeah, uh-huh. that's Goofy's Flight School. Where we all, when we go on it, we all do a little. <laughs> Worth it. But yeah, this was for sure. Once I saw they went to an amusement park for who knows why, just because they could film there, I got so excited. I was like, they're going to use every inch of this. And they did. Mm-hmm. Down and to they, the they do the cool stuff where they show the like the duckies, like we'll do like handsprings in and then handsprings out and okay. then handsprings back in. They do a lot of fun <laughs> with the video work. tricks. The sound effects, like... I do want to talk about, though, real quick, that another uh, similarity between Peter and Takuya is he sees that Phantom Thief 001 is a normal person, you know? Like, he's not a monster, and he's he cries a lot, which, you know, that hurts Takuya's heart. And so they do sort of, like, work things out. It's not a Batman thing or a Punisher thing of, like, you're on the wrong side of the law, therefore you deserve to die. And I think that's a that's a similarity between Marvel and the Japanese show. Yeah, it's uh, he he knows there's a phony Spider-Man out there, and he's tracking him. He sees Phantom Thief in civilian clothes do a sweet flip, and goes, "Well, I'm gonna follow this guy." <laughs> Flips over a car instead of getting hit, which he is Spider-Man, yeah. and just reacts with a "ooh" when he sees the car coming. So, yeah, it's also important to point out that 001 did not find a Spider-Man costume; he just spray painted Spider-Man on walls, <laughs> yeah. and all yeah. all yeah. of media was like, "Ah, oh, Spider-Man." That's <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody else could do that. Yeah, because he, but he still masks up for it. He just puts on a ski mask yeah. to do that. Nobody knows what Spider-Man looks like. <laughs> There's been no photos. I do like that the Hypnotic Fly and Amazonas were expecting 001 to fail because they show up immediately when he's unmasked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Takuya has to instantly start defending him. Yeah, and they knew to show up when he's on top of a building and able to they're able to throw him off of it. She was like, this is my moment. I've been waiting to kill this guy. Uh-huh. Well, that's any any for, whether it's American or Japanese, any good Spider-Man villain is going to throw somebody off a building mm-hmm. to make Spider-Man try to save him. 
And even Spider-Man looks surprised that he saved 001. <laughs> it's like, really? This guy? Were you convinced by Spider or 001's backstory? Oh, of his I, circus? I was, convinced that, <laughs> I was convinced that every episode needs a backstory. Otherwise, they cannot hit yes. the runtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't it make you feel for him? He just wanted to get money to make a circus so kids could believe just, in him. I joined a circus, <laughs> you weirdo. I swear to God, Sp- uh, Spider-Man was like, what's up with you? And 001 like, looked at him and he was like, I was in this circus. And I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Ten minutes of this shit. <laughs> I had the opposite effect. I just started def jamming around the room, just like. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, how does the episode end, Caitlin? Uh, the episode ends. That's a good question. Uh, oh, it's, he, uh, it's, he's fighting the fly. Yep, the fly gets fly very big. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and then here comes Marveler. <laughs> hey, this time though, difference. He did have arm rockets that he shot out. It yes. wasn't. Oh. Those were badass. Right? And they came back. I was like, now he has no hands. Yeah. They came exactly. back. That's though. what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah. But what if they get destroyed? He'll just have no hands? <laughs> but no, they're like soul bounded to him. It's very cool. But I like the sword works every time. So he goes, no, it's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> so let me let me show off a couple of things here. Again, hey. they do have to fill like 30 minutes. If you're a fighter in the Mortal Kombat tournament, you don't break out your fatality as soon as they say fight. Yeah, you, you you punch for a while and then you use your fatality at the very end. That'd be pretty awesome, though. <laughs> Just right away rip the spine right out of their body. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, this was children's yellow belt tournament." Oh, uh, 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 finish him, I guess. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> and yeah, that is it for episode three. So it's now going to take us to episode four. And episode f- <laughs> episode four was titled "The Deadly Merman." So after having terrifying nightmares of his death, Spider-Man wakes up to find his death and funeral announcement in the paper. (laughs) Meanwhile, Professor Monster has created an extermination computer program to take down Spider-Man. If someone made a computer program against you, I feel like like, you're, you're done for, right? If it's as high tech as this one, because like it printed out on Scantrons, it looks like. Yes. Like I yeah. was like, what is happening? Like it was like we have a high tech algorithm to figure this out, and it was it was just flipping around Scantrons. I was so excited for them to read this. I get. So I mean, many Scantrons. If it's done by Cyber Sprout, then I'd be scared. Because <laughs> they're so good at making algorithms to kill your enemies. All right, check that out, the Scantron. Well, Building websites. Yeah, at some point, computers were just uh, thousands of scantrons in a box. Yeah. And that's how it works. And so, if you tripped, you were fucked. <laughs> if you were holding that box of the scantrons, those need to be in a specific order. But yeah, so this fu- is a huge episode because we got the, the one-on-one. Sorry, Caitlin, go ahead. I'm interrupting. I'm so excited about this fourth episode. <laughs> oh, God, there was just so much that went into this episode. So first off, it starts out with nightmares. And he's like, oh, you're just nightmares. And then all of a sudden, he's like seeing that they're coming true because the funeral. And then he's like, oh, my God, someone made this funeral. This woman made this funeral. And she was really sad. And she said it was going to happen. And then everything from his nightmares starts coming true, which he believes that he's going to be or his nightmare is that he's going to die by merman. 
Um, <laughs> that death by merman. Death I by mean, merman. Which that's merman? what the doctor does right on the death certificate. Yeah. <laughs> death by merman. Death by merman. Which merman? First of all, he has the coolest fucking arm blades. You know how yes. Batman has his arm blades? Mm-hmm. Weak shit. Merman comes out with fucking <laughs> shivs on his arms, ready to fucking beat ass, and I love it so much. I like how but, sh- shivs denotes that merman was in prison for a long time, and he built those out of like sawed off toothbrushes. He goes in a cage at one point, so you know I just automatically think that yeah. he's a prison guy. Uh, but how how does Spider Man get to Merman? Of course, it's Hitomi. Hitomi's editor asks for a picture of the half man, half fish, which is Merman, uh, and the, that Merman had killed a couple on the lake. So of course, Hitomi's on it. She's got to go take some good pictures of this of this Merman. Uh, Spider Man, of course, is going to follow his girlfriend and ends up following into a cage because with the algorithm, they knew he was going to come. He was going to fall into that cell. He's going to fall into the cell. Hatomi is like this perfect blend of damsel in distress, but also get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to put myself in distress as soon as possible. Yes. Lois Lane. (laughs) Yes. I was just going to say, she's like a Lois Lane because she, I feel like she could defend herself, but you never see the opportunity. Not yet. There's, she's like Lois Lane, but they always make these comments of like, like at one point she eats a lot, and he's like, "Your eating makes you unattractive." Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, the, 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 he, it was like your charms are being outweighed by your voracious eating. I think yeah. it's the direct quote. And she's awesome. always referred to as like a tomboy and stuff. They're like, "This one, some ain't right," but you know what? <laughs> she's my girl. Ooh, uh, I do like Hitomi. Uh, and she gets all the good picture, pictures for her editor. Uh, and at one point, okay, so Spider-Man falls in the cage. Merman is also in the cage. And it's shift time. It's time for these guys to cage fight. <laughs> uh, because guess who tells them to cage fight? It's none other than Professor Monster and the other what? guy with the eye. Wait, Professor Monster, uh, hundreds of year old alien and also somehow warden of this prison? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super freak prison under the water. <laughs> he made an algorithm. He made a cage, and he made shit happen. And you know that's how I think <laughs> WWE started. Uh, so you know, Spider Man ends up using his brain and doesn't end up dying, and and his nightmare does not come true because he uses the Merman shivs in order to get himself out of this paper thin fucking cage. Mm-hmm. You know those jail cell bars? They could be cut with a razor blade. And this whole time, Hitomi's still out here trying to get that picture. Uh, <laughs> I loved how this episode got a little psychological in that like we're not just dealing with what's on the surface oh there's a monster but like these dreams really fuck with Spider-Man and make him consider yeah. his past present and future and I mean it wasn't great but for episode four of this show I don't know I thought it was pretty interesting for a kid show it's, I, I, if somebody if you read in the paper that your funeral's across town would you go it's an obvious trap <laughs> And he knew it was a trap, but he also was like, I gotta go. I gotta it, see this merman. Did, wait, a trap Didn't for he what? leave Hatomi for him. A trap for they a had coffin the Spider-Man flop? Feet in, a coffin <laughs> flop, probably. <laughs> but, and, and he left Hatomi. When they, they got there, they, they talked to the funeral director, and then he, he got mad. He's like, just took off because he was pissed and just yeah, left her there, even though she rode on his there. motorcycle. Yeah. He's like, she can this handle guy's herself. guy's a bad boyfriend. He's really bad. He's a really also, bad person. Was this the first episode where uh, Hitomi was just like, oh, I'm your girlfriend? Like, before, they just did not like each other, and Hitomi yeah. was like this annoying neighbor, and they just moved right to, and we are now in a romantic relationship. 
Well, if you if two single people hang out long enough, they just yeah. become what a uh, common law. It's common dating. law boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, I'm sorry. Back. <laughs> uh, no, I had a question for you, Mike. What was your question for Cassie? Uh, do you know what no cap means? No cat? I don't. No cap? Nothing to do with this. It's normally you're who we go to for youthful s- slang, so now I know you're old, too. <laughs> oh, Sucker. No. no. You don't know shit on God. Uh, no, no cap. <laughs> no cap means where the Avengers were between when Steve Rogers left and when Sam took the mantle. They were no cap. Oh, That's what that means. okay. That's, That's what the kids what- are talking about. But was, uh, Caitlin, was this the final battle? Did, was this no. Jell-Cell battle our final one? It didn't end the year. Uh, after Spider-Man got out, he uh, he went home. He recovered a little bit and uh, ended up in a handstand for some reason. <laughs> well, that's how you show you're healed up. <laughs> that's how you show you're healed is you do a handstand. There was no reason for that cut. And then uh, then he gets another nightmare and he sees that he's going to fall down a waterfall, which, of course, he uh, is happens to come true. He goes down into some water. Merman comes out of the water, of course, and then he's about to fall down a waterfall, but he knows that he's going to die down this waterfall. So he uses his brain to hold on tighter than he would have if he didn't know that. And then he calls out to Garia. <laughs> he calls out to Garia, who we know is dead. He's like, Garia, save me. And then a spider string appears, but it's no spider string. It's just a vine. It's just a vine on this. And is he, it, though? Is it? <laughs> Is it? Who knows? But Garia is definitely dead and it's just a vine. It was. He, that's why he was Jesus. He did literally save him. He yeah. is Jesus this whole time. <laughs> they told us. Oh, man. If Spider-Man ripped off his mask and it was Takuya and then Takuya ripped off his mask and it was Jesus, that would <laughs> that would have fucked us up. <laughs> that's the finale, bro. I, Spoilers. I was sort of thankful that like, I don't know. Who, who knocked over the train? I think it's the wind. No, it's a floating brain. <laughs> and that, that's sort of the vibe of the show. And then when they talk about a merman, I'm like, oh, what's this going to be? It was just a fucking merman. That was just a, that was just, <laughs> that was a straight up green gill man. It was legit that a merman. Horace would kill with a shotgun. <laughs> with no backstory. Everybody else None. got a backstory. I don't know if he was made in a lab, if they found him out in the like river. Like We don't know his origin. He was made to live out the algorithm, and that's all we know. <laughs> <laughs> he is Facebook. Uh, um. Then it doesn't end there because once you decide that so you have, much. you know, defeated everything, you've, you're well, alive, you've defeated your nightmare. Who do you call? You call Marveler. And then you, <laughs> you end the giant merman because he got giant too. He does have to grow a hundred times his size, obviously. It's a final battle yes. and you got to call in Marveler for that. And then he uses his arc turn, sort of vigor, and then Spider-Man wins. Spider-Man wins. He does have a laser beam in this one, though. Marveler, every episode now, getting a new power. He this does. one's laser beam. <laughs> I swear to God, like five minutes before this episode was over, I heard the director say, oh, fuck, we forgot about Marveler. And then <laughs> he just the spaceship flew in. <laughs> All right. That is the first four episodes of Spider-Man. They are amazing. Everybody should watch them. Um, They're on archive.org. That's where uh, you find them. Did we, like... Did we have a good time? Yes. Oh yeah, it was oh, amazing, yeah. delightful, and and uh, I was this. I can't remember if this was on air or just a real conversation. That because I compared the Flash uh, yeah. negatively towards Power Rangers, you thought I wouldn't like this show, but this gave birth to the Power Rangers, and uh, and to the Flash, this show apparently. is fun. The Flash is very grim. 
the whole time they're being the Power Rangers. And nobody needs grim Power Rangers. That's why the reboot didn't do well. But the Flash, uh, I think the grimness comes from the fact that they're pissed off that their budget is so low. They're, they're pissed uh-huh. off that they have to look like this. Whereas Power Rangers and Spider-Man, they're stoked that they get to look like this. You know, yes. they're like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it is incredibly fun to watch. I'm a big fan of this. Uh, unfortunately, that is for this segment. And now it's time to go to Extaz. Welcome to Eggs Tasmania, bitch, a mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men, the animated series. We are continuing our celebration of season two. And that's because we have more villains to rank. We ranked like four or five last week, um, and there was just so many villains this season. We have some more to throw in there. Uh, Do I want to start off with a reading of this list, you guys, or just kind of we'll build it as we go? How about this? I'm going to put the list on the website. Mm -hmm. It's getting long. Yeah, this is too much. So by the time this episode comes out, go to the website, yourpopfilter.com slash X-Men villain rankings <laughs> slash a list. All right, perfect. A list. It's one of her many <laughs> famous lists. No commentary, just list. The Your Pop Filter Promise. <laughs> love lists. All right, you guys, so you go there, see all the uh, the full ranking. Today we got a place, uh, the first one we're going to rank is Omega Red, though. Um, we got an A-list, B-list, C-list, and D-list. Let's start with which area you think he fits in. C-list is all of our boring white dudes, so is he above or lower than our boring white dudes? Oh, I think he's above. I think that he's yeah. cool, he's, he's badass, he's sort of new. Like, he was invented in the 90s and then in the cartoon in the 90s, so he doesn't have, like, that classical appeal. I don't think he's ever been in a movie, so that might hurt him, but I would put him above. I'd put him in the B-list. Okay. I'm also a big fan of he has a personal relationship with one, and even though that's always Wolverine, he has a personal relationship with one of the X-Men. And in this one, they kind of they delete that because they delete a lot of Wolverine's history, uh, and just give him. I guess it's Colossus. Like they, we're watching them meet, but they both have the they both have different visions of what a good Russia should be. It's a pretty complex for a kid's Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, they they dig into some things for sure. Our B list though, we do have starting. We got Sabretooth, Hellfire Club, Mojo, Sentinels, and Shadow King. Um, you guys said Shadow King was more threatening. I mean, from, like, Legion and everything else. So, like, where do you think he's ranking in this? Is he lower of that list, higher of that list? I'd say bottom of the B list would work for me. Below Shadow King? Or yeah. we above Shadow King? I would say below, Mike. What do you think? He can he could be below. Yeah, Shadow King gets fucking scary. Gets scary. All right, he's going to be the bottom of our B lister. That's Omega Red himself. All right, next one we got to rank is Vindicator. Duh. A, B, C, or D? Is there an F? No, not yet. I don't know. Probably. Vindicator. Oh, villain. We're calling Vindicator a villain. I couldn't even fucking think of it. Vindicator. Okay, yeah. The, the leader of the Alpha Flight with definitely a villain's so if name. He's, That's not a hero's if he's, name. If the last one was Omega Red, this is Alpha Red, I guess? Yes. Alpha Red. I would put him right above Onslaught, honestly. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't even remember this one and you knew who Onslaught was right off the bat? Because I was thinking villains and I didn't put him in a pure he is villain more important. Ryan's is He's higher. more important than the Nasty Boys, guys. The, come the on. Nasty Boys? The Nasty Boys are yeah, pretty important. Yeah, okay. 
to you. <laughs> the name, again, is the Nasty Boys. Uh, the D-list is strong at the bottom of the list here, okay? Listeners, just so you know, when Cassie was a teenager, her room was covered in posters of the Nasty Boys. All the teen <laughs> beat pictures. Just all the same poses that Instinct and Backstreet did, boys did, but of the Nasty Boys. Nasty Boys. All right. Hold on. I, we, this is a copyrighted idea. We will be putting out this magazine. Um, all right. So we are putting him above the Nasty I'd Boys. So that's our D-listers. We got Henry Guyrich, Boulevard Trask, Strife, Vindicator, Nasty Boys, Onslaught. Next, we have to rank Belladonna. I don't. I mean, I think I only know. I barely know her from comics. I know her from the cartoon. She's not in movies. Who was? I don't she remember sucks. in the cartoon. This is Gambit's ex-girlfriend who pined after this fucking sex pest for 10 years to the point that she was going to ruin his current life and her you guys, own to get back with I'm him. I'm hearing worse than Onslaught. No, it's not. No, no, no. I would I'm say slight, I would say above the Nasty onslaught. Boys. Above the na- How is above anybody the above the Nasty, nasty yeah, Boys? Because she, re- she does have a relationship with one of the X-Men and that matters. You got to take that How into consideration. How the fuck does that Cassie. matter? Right now for this argument. <laughs> God, you guys fucking <laughs> dick bags. Belladonna above the Nasty Boys above onslaught whatever all right finally our last villain we must rank he's got to rank high you guys sauron oh this is number one whose tiny green hand <laughs> number reached one. reached up and exploded the mountain that ruined the entire and exploded the entire mountain his tiny green hand reached up and pulled the lever that exploded the entire mountain sauron <laughs> is number one okay ryan please we don't yell at cassie <laughs> please please i forgot the rules literally screaming right now um no right i need to remind you number one right now we have magneto magneto the or the creator of the savage lands where sauron is from we can't rank him above the creator oh who's the top of the b-list top of the b-list we got saber tooth at the very tippy top all right he's under saber okay so but we got saber tooth and hellfire club i would say definitely above the hellfire club no no if we're being legit I would say he's he's below Omega Red. I would say he's a bottom B lister, top C lister. Really, I fuck. It might just because of the Savage Land and my predilection towards dinosaurs, but I remember him always being a force to reckon. Uh, with. He's a very stupid man bird. <laughs> he dino. doesn't want to cure cancer. <laughs> he wants to make man bird dinosaurs. His, his big he has thing a as a as a doctor is like, could this mountain have? More explosives? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's an important question. You're, you're making the argument. You know what? Ryan was right. A-list. <laughs> Top of the list. Let's go number one. <laughs> he pulled the lever. I mean, number right. one is Magneto, but you know who's more neato than that? It's a fucking bird dino <laughs> doctor. Okay, guys. I just <laughs> The bird dino doctor. Just picture it with me, though, because the A-list could go Magneto, Sauron, Juggernaut. Now listen to that trio, the top three. That's crazy. Okay, how about this? I, if we want to be taken seriously at all in the nerd First of all, community. I do want to hear the second line of Cassie's rap after Magneto, Juggernaut, Sauron. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm saying below Nimrod, below Master Mold, below Blob, below Pyro. He's a fucking... Below Pyro, he's a liz- no. I say he's a lizard ripoff. Blob he's a Pyro. lizard ripoff. Between- You're a lizard ripoff. <laughs> I'll rip off your lizard. Okay, mm-hmm, that means my. We penis. are Mike. We're losing our ground. We did have him for the top of C list, and now we're going towards the bottom of the C list. Like I think, do we just try to sneak him in? He's definitely above Blob. I still don't respect Blob in this household. 
And mo- you don't respect Blob should be higher, honestly. <laughs> that's going to bug me forever. Well, that's who Mike relates to. The only reason he's above Blob is because he's got goddamn wings. Otherwise, he's below him on the list. Also, Extinction couldn't get rid of this guy. Like, he still survived. Top of, do you just, top do you just of call it Extinction? Do you start yeah. all the words with X now? <laughs> God damn it. I'm cool like that. Yeah, she's a true fan. All right. So, I guess, will we settle for underneath Blob above Pyro? That's crazy. That's not what I just whispered uh, what to you. you. What did you whisper? <laughs> I said Caitlin, the right please come in and settle things. <laughs> uh, Do I you think... want me to? I'll pull up a photo of Sauron. Picture oh, I know. Most... I have a picture of him already up, and I've been staring at it. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's your screensaver. It so... is my screensaver. I love Sauron. It's not the Lord of the Rings Sauron, no. okay? It's a different it's guy. It's the green guy. He goes, <laughs> I like him. <laughs> my my headphones <laughs> cut out. Good. <laughs> Good. As they should. Uh, All right. We're, uh, we're between... All right, we're we're aiming for top of C list, me and Mike here, and okay. um, Ryan wants him down low. Ryan below Senator Kelly. <laughs> no, 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 but between Pyro and Senator Kelly, I think you could go for either in between Blob and Pyro, or at the top of the C list. I think those are two good options. <laughs> you fucking diplomat. <laughs> well, I don't care. Then her her decision is so close to what I want that I don't care. <laughs> Well, if he doesn't care, Mike, top of the C-list? Top of the C-list. <laughs> yeah, right after Omega Red, we have our boy, our hero, Sauron. What's up? How's it feeling, Sauron? Okay, guys. Um, if you want to see this complete list, it's an absolute masterpiece. Again, go to our website. It's A-list. You'll find it. Just find our only list. Um, we are going to take a quick break and continue our X-Taz celebration. All right, we are still celebrating season two of X-Taz. Now it's time, um, this whole season we've been giving away awards, and now it's time to see what, we just want to recap all the awards we gave out, because there were some very good ones, we worked hard on them, the show worked hard on writing great ones, and we picked the best ones, so we're going to celebrate that now. Um, I want to start it off with um, the be- most 90s thing, so Caitlin, can you go and tell us each award that we gave for most 90s thing? For most 90s, it's... And see, like, how many of these can you guys remember? When Caitlin says gibberish, see if you you and Mike (laughs) and Cassie can remember what the fuck this means. (laughs) All right, guys. Most 90s things. Making copies. Of course. want to say it's Morph. Says the Rob Schneider line. Making copies. (laughs) Oh, it is. It is for sure. I just don't remember, like, it's got to be the one where he comes back, probably, but yeah. Yeah, he's like in a dirty hotel room. <laughs> you know how Morph do. And the next That's how Morph do. is using bubblegum to fix things. I can't remember. I, I have no idea. I can't. I'm going to guess Wolverine. I don't know. Or Jubilee. That's like, a Jubilee thing. It's got to be a Jubilee thing for sure. Did wires get ripped and she put them back together with a bubble? I have no idea. I We can't remember, but it was a good one. Uh, <laughs> the next one is Storm Sun, Jordan Jersey. Yeah, this is, he had, we saw Storm Sun in uh, Africa and this guy just came in with a Michael Jordan jersey and it was like, they went so hard. They went so hard at making him the coolest motherfucker. <laughs> he was the coolest motherfucker. He ran real quick. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, guys, help me out with this one. It's men in tubes. This... I wish I could help you. <laughs> I feel like it's got to be um, one of the time traveling ones with um, who was the guy who always has the stinger when he comes on? Not Cable. Bishop. Bishop. But you know how like Wolverine floats in a tube? I feel like it's one of those. Oh, <laughs> you you are dead ass right, Cassie. <laughs> dead Just ass. floating in a tube. <laughs> okay, we got our man in a tube. Next is Mike references Grifter during the Extaz segment. <laughs> I remember this. I feel like I shouldn't be the first one to talk, though. Somebody else go, please. Uh, I'll explain it. Uh, I was trying to give my 90s thing, and Mike was like, oh, like Grifter. And Cassie was like, what the fuck is that? Mike was like, and Mike got so excited, he does this thing. He gets where he like backs up in his chair, and he starts to talk and rap. Grifter was on Youngblood, and I'm here to say, and that... The, the most 90s part of that X-Men episode was Mike referencing the character, the image character, Grifter. <laughs> Mike just having Grifter on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> He's now partners with Batman in a Batman limited series. Are you defending yourself He's, right now? You're staying up to date on <laughs> Grifter? Not on purpose. This is my disease, okay? <laughs> Grifter comes to me, man. <laughs> Mike watches a lot of Where Are They Now? Image 90s. <laughs> yeah. What is Savage Dragon up to? Save us, Caitlin. <laughs> All right, next one. Next one. Coming in hot. It's Terminators. This is the cold open to one of the time travel episodes, and they just do straight up have T-800s chasing Cable down. Yeah, they didn't even try. They were like, those looked red. Let's just draw them. There's another one, too, though, where... So, I mean, like, yeah, they just did the opening of Terminator 2, but there's another one where Mr. Sinister gets killed, and then T-1000's out. Yes. So there's a lot of Terminator <laughs> lore in this season. They're all just like, man, Terminator rules. And that's not a, that's, that's not a lie. It does rule. Next one is time to reach out and touch. This was a phrase that either Wolverine or Gambit said. This, is, this came out of somebody's mouth of time to touch somebody. Time to reach out and touch someone. I that sounds it, I, I'm gonna put it in cable. I don't think it's one of her creeps who say. I think it's right before they beat somebody's ass down. <laughs> no, okay. No, this is not a gambit free date rape line. This is this is just like a. It's a catchy action phrase that they thought would sound cool. <laughs> oh, and touch someone. I'm sorry, I forgot one word. Uh, next one is people in commas, comas, comas. Uh- <laughs> People in comas. That makes a lot People more sense. People are always getting trapped in exclamation <laughs> points. That was this the is, 80s. This is my favorite part of all the awards, is that we thought it was super 90s for people to just be in comas. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Listen, no longer do people fall in comas. It's no longer a story part, plot that was only in the 90s. What are you in a coma? It's 2002. <laughs> Get over Get it. Get over yourself. You're so 2000 and late. Next is Oakland A's hat. I'm oh, guessing this... someone wore an Oakland A's hat. Wolverine had like a knockoff Oakland A's hat. Oh, when he went into the Friends of Humanity when he was yeah. trying to be a hick? He just yeah. <laughs> he like decided to draw like a knockoff Oakland A's hat. <laughs> Next is Longshot's mullet. We all remember that mullet. We all know long shot. This yeah. one this one stands. This one is a very nineties thing. This is this one's good. It was a it was a hot rocker mullet. Yeah. That blonde rocker I, mullet. 
I feel like I can remember the smell of long shots of mullet. And it's not even <laughs> that it smelled bad. It, it just smelled like gel. Do you guys remember gel when gel. dudes wore oh. gel in their hair? Give that me that crispy, tub. crispy hair. <laughs> yeah. I would need a tub that I can fit my entire hand into because <laughs> I, I need some gel in my hair. Because <laughs> otherwise my bleach tips are not going to stand up right. <laughs> All right, the last most 90s thing is going to be using DNA. <laughs> People no longer use DNA. Yeah. <laughs> That's everything. It was all about sinister. I'm going to combine your DNA with your DNA, and then I'll take this DNA, and everything will be great. You know, Mr. Sinister like, would be a great, like, a dog breeder. You know, like, yeah. he would just, like, be good, but also sort of bad. Like, just combine dogs, Sinister. He just sells corgis, and he, he gets real uppity. Yeah. He's like, no, you cannot... You have to clip their tails. Here's a He's corgi a, pigeon. Say. He's a gold, golden doodle breeder. Oh, honestly, he would be real good at it. Um, all right. So those were the awards for most 90s thing. I'll go on to um, best gasp line. Very first gasp we had, you guys, was when we found out Morph is alive. <gasps> <gasps> and he's making copies. <laughs> making copies. <laughs> Okay, next award for Gaspline, we gave it to Gambit says, Gambit don't go where he isn't wanted. Which truly, We didn't know that about Gambit. That's truly not true, Gambit. He's just You a liar. only go when you're not wanted. <laughs> it was, so the Gaspline is what a bold-faced lie? Yeah, that he had the audacity to say that, and we wouldn't call him out on it. Um, <laughs> next one was when we found out Storm had a son, which <gasps> I had no idea. It... It, but it was first. She's like, "It's my son," and Jean, like us, went. <gasps> and then she's like, "Well, it was like my neighbor's kid who I, you know, raised a lot after school." It's like, "Well, let's not fucking." Well, not a son at all. Then okay, cool. Um, next one we had was Wolverine naming Wolverine. I don't know what this means. And the Alpha Flight episode, they give him the outfit, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Logan, be or Weapon X, be on our team." He's like, "No, Weapon X is a." It was a monster. I'm not part of that. Call me Wolverine. And everybody's like, oh, okay, why? <laughs> yeah, no explanation, just he's Wolverine. I mean, I wrote this in pen, but well, let me scratch it out. Uh, okay, Wolverine. Okay, I understand. <laughs> and then next one, we stopped a Cajun wedding. Was <laughs> that a line somebody said? No, but they did, and they made a really big deal about it. It was like, you don't... What happens when you stop a Cajun wedding? Like, are you cursed now? <laughs> like, it's different than a di- another wedding. Yeah, you'll everything you eat tastes like gumbo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, next one we got Cable screams Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Which he, a lot he did sell that performance. So <laughs> this is it, different than Storm having a son because it was like Cable has a son. But also, you named him Tyler? Yeah. You're fucking Tyler. You're 3,000, and Tyler's still sticking around? Aiden! (laughs) Like, what are you doing, dude? Everybody's got metal arms, and this motherfucker's name is Tyler? Okay. (laughs) Next one, we got Carol Smiles. Who the fuck is Carol? (laughs) (laughs) Carol. So, I'm not sure, but I think this was a gasp, because uh, Carol is the blind girl. (laughs) (laughs) And we didn't know blind people could smile. We didn't know blind people could smile because their life's so dark. (laughs) Or is it is it that like Beast hugs her and she smiled probably because we're not monsters? Oh no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is Carol Danvers because if you look at the next nominee, this is Carol Danvers. Rogue leaves the hospital room. Yeah, and Carol Danvers wakes up from her coma. 
and smile. Just for her smile. Okay, <laughs> okay. We're not terrible people. Let that be on record. Uh, next one we got is they attacked a blind hospital. <laughs> See? We were shocked that the Friends of Humanity attacked a blind hospital. We are not monsters. <laughs> We are the good guys here. It was a big gasp from all of us. Probably the loudest gasp. The gasp heard across the world from us. Um, but as our- as people who like have been in a world where people will scream about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, but will literally attack a government building, this is not that big of a gasp. Like these people attack blind hospitals. Right. Yeah. It felt true to life. Yeah. And that's the gasp. <laughs> okay. Final gasp award we gave away was Spiral and Longshot Go Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Which wasn't was shocking. We had to know that it was coming. I didn't. I thought they were mortal no. enemies. But then I've learned <laughs> as an adult that if you fight for a long time and then you stop fighting, you fuck. You fuck. Yeah, you either fight long enough to kill each other or you die fucking, I think is the saying. <laughs> or you live long enough to be the fucker. <laughs> live long enough to fuck each other. <laughs> All right, those, that's it for those awards. Uh, Mike, can you tell us the ones for best use of power? Of course, best use of power. We're starting off with morphs, powers. All so I think this is the one where he, he tricked the people to come and see him act. Yeah. Right. He. Oh, no, no, no. Th- this was where he snuck back into the mansion and everybody who's like, hey, Gambit, I'm Rogue. You can touch this little butt. Hey, Jubilee, nobody likes you. Get out of here. <laughs> you replaced our friend Morph. Like he, his powers of manipulation, I believe. Oh, uh, okay. Next up, we have Rogue's tree work. Oh, the fact that she always used a tree as a bat. She would just, like, she flew with, I remember her, she grabbed it out of the ground and whacked somebody with it. It was very impressive. That is correct. Next up, (laughs) Morph's insults. I think this was the circus one. This is the circus one? Uh, This is the one where, uh, uh, I believe, Mike, you described it as Morph was really upset and was about to lose. And he was like, oh, I'm Wolverine, I do this and then he turned himself into Sabretooth, and then he really screamed doy. He was like, and then I'm Sabretooth. Doy! <laughs> and Cassie fucking gave that the best power of the week. It does There's probably no good it. powers that week. Next up, we have Professor X's bridge work. <laughs> Ryan, do you just want to scream about the bridge some more? No, I mean, I, 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 I don't remember what this is, but I do remember this- a time where... Do you remember what this is, Cassie? I remember you losing it, being so excited when they cut the bridge, and he like holds on to it in the Savage Lands. There was a yeah, good yeah, he did some out. sweet bridge swinging. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, some bad guy thinks she's gonna kill them. I think it's the disco <laughs> dance lady, right? Yeah, yeah. And she cuts the bridge, and then they swing to the other side all the time while they're swinging. They're like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> and then they hit the mountain. And then they're like hanging there, and they're like, "What are we gonna do now?" And then, they, and they, like, this is all from far away. Like, we can barely see them. We're from the yeah. disco dance lady's point of view. And then they drop down five feet and then they just walk away quietly. <laughs> yeah, they slowly <laughs> walk away. Uh, up next, I hope somebody can explain this. Hornets. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's in the Savage Land again. Uh, go. Uh, we try to call him by the real name, but Mike, you would all only hear of him as Guru. Or Goro, the Mortal Kombat guy with the four arms. Oh, the four-armed? Yeah, and somebody just throws a spear at a hornet's nest, and they attack the <laughs> shit out of everyone. Nice. Storm's eracism. Was Storm not in an episode? No. I assumed Storm okay. erased racism? Yes. <laughs> she, 
<laughs> this was a big deal, guys. I can't believe you don't remember this. Storm was it was the X Men against the Proud Boys, and Storm said, "I call for a storm of wind and rain to take away all of their hatred." <laughs> yeah. Yes. Outside of the the furry mutant, outside of where he hangs out right. in that building, I remember the bishop. Yes, Cable's body sliding. No explanation needed. Just <laughs> body slide by one. We know that. Blob throwing ice cream. <laughs> Which I believe was Neapolitan ice cream. There was something about yes. the choice of ice cream. Good memory. <laughs> Being a white man and not Bishop <laughs> is the best use of power. <laughs> Nobody want to tackle that one? Was that Wolverine sneaking into the Friends of yeah. Humanity? <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, the X-Men uh, coming in. And Bishop was like being surrounded by a bunch of Proud Boys. And Wolverine was like, I've got this. And he just tackles oh, yeah. Bishop <laughs> and says, what are you doing? And Bishop's like, uh, they're the bad guys. And I have proof. And he's like, no, you don't. And Bishop's like, why would you say that about me and not them? And Wolverine's like, it's because of class differences. Nothing else. Shut up. I'm not a racist <laughs> You're at all. You're from the future. You're not a real American. Major Domo's ability to be around Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cassie knows this well, yes? yes. I, this was I think, just the, the fact that he could be around there. Yeah, I feel this guy. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little Mo. Mike's a little oh, Joe. Uh-huh. I didn't get what you meant. Yeah. Oh, no. We're Mojo. I live this daily. Cyclops bully blasts. <laughs> Cassie, do you remember what this means? I don't remember. Did he take down a bully? No. Cyclops was the bully. Okay, so in this episode of Superhero Show Show, um, Mr. Sinister is like, okay, I'm defeated, but before you defeat me, I just have some questions. And Cyclops is like, oh, do you? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> is your question yeah, he this? Goes off. <laughs> and Mike does this full-on, like, blown-out impression of the scene. And then I stop. And Cassie, you're just like, what? what is your pick, Ryan? And I'm like, Cassie, read read my screen and you just read it and you just you read it like an exact description of what mike had just said <laughs> and cassie had to do one of her classic well that's not the correct answer but i guess two of you had the same one so it's simply wrong that's the winner <laughs> what a good way to end best use of power all right now we're gonna get on to our big ones ryan can you start us with lvp lvp getting one Award. We have Beast costume. Don't know what that means. Uh, oh, he uh, when he's trying to sneak away, he just is in like a trench coat, but fully <laughs> Beast everywhere. Yeah, I think still ton of blue. Burt Reynolds chest hair. Uh, Rogue, Vindicator, Wolverine, Blob, and Graydon Creed Jr. all have one award. Gambit has two. And my man. For shooting at TVs, even though he knows that there is nothing behind those TVs. For uh, immediately uh, his glasses falling off as soon as a fight starts and spending the entire fight on the ground trying to find his glasses as everybody else does his biddings. The LVP of season two is Cyclops. Yeah. It's. It's so hard, like being a fan of Cyclops. I know. I know you feel my pain. It's so because people, all they know is the cartoon, and the cartoon really fucking hates this character. (laughs) This was 
I'm so sorry because I know you guys love him, but this was a rough season for you guys. Each season when you guys had to nominate him, I'm I'm sorry for your loss, but it's right. He What's more surprising, though? Th- Wolverine only got one. Gambit only got yeah. two. Which one's more surprising out of those two? That Gambit only got two because we've talked about how Wolverine, they reformed him this season. He started yeah. to become the character people fell in love with, not the whiny little weirdo from season one. Yeah, he improved. All right, so those are it for LVP. Now the big one, Ryan. Take us to MVP. Uh, winners of one MVP award include Cyclops. Okay, so <laughs> he got one. Uh, Mijnari, Storm's son. Wolverine. Mm. Quote, quote. Uh, there is Guy Who Booped Guns. Do you know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> guy Who Booped Guns. He deserved more. Do you know who that is? I don't remember. who. Oh, is it the one? No. I was thinking it was Storm who gathered up all the guns. I don't know who booped a gun. No, it was Jean Grey in the uh, New Orleans episode. Jean Grey gathered all the guns and said, I will stop your hatred by doing this. And he used his power and he just booped the bubble that Jean Grey made. And all the guns <laughs> fell on the floor and they all ran and got their guns and just <laughs> shot at each other. So he won an MVP award. <laughs> Bishop got a MVP. Jean Grey got an MVP somehow. Uh, Jack Kirby got an MVP, and Kazar got an MVP. That's everybody who got one. Nobody got two. Rogue got three. And here's a couple of reasons why. Rogue, at one point, laid on a couch in such a way where me and Mike (laughs) talked about it for so long that Cassie had no choice. (laughs) There's no way I gave that one because of that. There's no way I let that slide by. I listened to all the episodes. And yeah, also, like uh, <laughs> Rogue's use of trees. Rogue is just the storm yeah. of this season. Like, Rogue would yeah. come down and handle shit. But also, another very important part was uh, Rogue. We talked about this for a long time, like longer than an episode of X Men. Rogue put a guy in a dumpster and then kicked the dumpster, and the dumpster, <laughs> dumpster never started moving or never stopped moving. And that Rogue is the MVP the of this season. <laughs> And that's your X-Men Season 2 Award Roundup. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for that. That is it for this show. Um, Mike, can you tell us about some websites? Go to yourpopfilter.com to get everything we create. Throw a little slash Amazon on the back of that, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. That is how you shop now. It helps us while getting whatever little fucking thing you think you need in two hours, yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. Then you can go over to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Help us out even more directly and get all kinds of extra fun content. Need that content? Uh, Ryan, can you tell us about the other shows? Yes, of course. The other shows that we have, Cassie, are as follows. Movie of the Year, where a lot of us go through and choose the single greatest movie of any given year. We have the Unnatural 20s, where Caitlin and Cassie and... I'm so someone. sorry. So, just, okay, someone. Um, you know what I'm going to say? Rogue. Where Cassie, yeah. Caitlin, and Rogue roll the dice to figure out what it's like to be in their 20s. And of course... Our most popular podcast, Doing Bits, a Love Island podcast, where Mike and, I'm so sorry, Kezzy, Rogue, <laughs> Mike and Rogue discuss the hit show, Love Island. All UK of those are on every podcast catcher you have. 
all of them on every single one for sure. Uh, we also got social media. Mike, can you tell us about that? At your pop filter on Twitter, on Instagram, you know how to use those. That's right, you do. Hopefully, you also know how to use email. We got one of those. It's contact at your pop filter. Next week, you guys, it's another big episode. It's another groundbreaking one because we're each going to pick a Japanese Spider-Man episode to watch and review it. <laughs> and plus, we have moved on from season two of X-Men and we're going to officially start season three. So <gasps> I know it's, it's really big. You got to be sure to tune in for that one for Mike. I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I'm Caitlin. And for me, I am me as well. Bye, everyone. <laughs> And for Spider-Man. Spider-Man.